Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It's uh, Amazon Prime Day, Tuesday, July 11th. Uh, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, um, you know, let's start that off with looking at Amazon. I said in the, uh, the, the paid newsletter this weekend, anything under 130, I think you're fine. I mean, the RSI right now is at 39. Um, I will talk about the rebalancing of the NASDAQ, which does have an impact on Amazon. Um, but I, I think you're fine. Long term, I, I think you're fine. I, I mean, again, um, if you want to look at it from a four-hour standpoint, you're still in this 106 buy right here. It's got the button hook. It's turning over. It's hitting the 50-day. The uh, I don't think that you come back down here to 106, which is that gap. I think you probably will use somewhere in the neighborhood of, um, if we pull this volume lever back, back to there, I, I think you possibly could get to 117, but I, I think you're p building that volume shelf right now pretty well between 124 and 127. So I don't think you'd do yourself any harm uh, by actually buying Amazon because look at the long term. You're just using the 200-day as kind of resistance. The 200-day is right at 133, 130, somewhere in that neighborhood. Your 50-day is starting to turn positive. Your 9 and your 21 are positive. So your Bollinger Bands are wide open. You're up at the top of them. Uh, at some point, it just takes a break. And I think you might be at that break. But at 130, you're going back up to the, the 170, 180 mark because good companies with good management, with good products and good profit actually do uh, return to their highs. And Amazon has a cost problem, not a demand problem. So I think that's a good one to, to start the day with. Um, today's going to be kind of muted. I, I just don't see a huge breakout. Um, tomorrow is CPI day. So you get the uh, June uh, inflation numbers. Uh, I will not be doing a podcast tomorrow. I'm traveling to D.C., so I'll do a newsletter. So make sure that you sign up for the daily newsletter. It's dailystockpick.substack.com. It is completely free. The paid version is just education on the weekends. Um, once a week, I post a, a, a post that should educate you on trading, uh, some things that I did during the week in journaling, um, and, and making sure that you guys know, hey, I make mistakes as well. Uh, everybody does. So it, it's more about education. If you're up to it, it's $7 a month, I think now, $70 for the year. Uh, choose whichever one you want. Uh, it's optional. There is nothing spectacular about it. But uh, if you're here to learn and you're here to learn a system, I, I think it's a, well worth the, uh, what, a Happy Meal? It's about what a Happy Meal costs, I think, these days, depending on what location you are. Uh, but I will be doing a, a newsletter tomorrow instead of the podcast. So, uh, but back Thursday, I'll be doing one from the hotel in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, yesterday, almost every stock in the NASDAQ 100 was up. Uh, almost every one. If we look at the queues, um, it was pretty much 93 out of the 100 were up. Uh, the vast majority were up. Um, the, the seven, and they're calling them the Ma Magnificent Seven. I have my grade eight because I include Netflix. Netflix is just crazy not to include in this. Um, Netflix is up year to date. Let me look at Netflix year to date because I think it's crazy that people aren't including this one. Year to date, Netflix is up um, uh, 49%. One year, it's up 133%. Uh, I bought yet Netflix yesterday. I bought Netflix at about, I think, 400, um, four, just under 440, I think. Uh, at 439.50, I think it was. You can see the algorithm has a buy-in here at 441.59. The reason why I bought it was because TrendSpider ran a, a strategy that says if you buy, um, uh, buy er, be 15, ba 15 days before earnings, just buy 15 days before earnings, and then sell the day after earnings, 
you make 1,371% over the last 10 years in, in, in Netflix. So I don't think it's a bad bet. I mean, you know, it, the worst case, I hold a good company with good earnings, with good management, and good profits at worst. So I figured, you know what? Why not try the strategy? It's back-tested. It's proven. Uh, even on the four-hour strategy, it had a buy-in here at 441.59. I bought in at 439, just under 440. Uh, I don't think it's a bad bet. But going back to yesterday's NASDAQ, uh, all of the seven, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, NVIDIA, Meta, they were down, uh, except for Meta, which has just been on a historic run. Uh, it's going over 300. If you want to buy it under 300, get it under 300. I don't know if you'll have another chance to get it at a significantly lower price, but they're killing it with threads. Um, depending on who you talk to, they haven't monetized threads yet, but depending on who you talk to or who you listen to, uh, threads could pose a two to $3 billion a year product, uh, with advertising. If that's the case, it was developed by 20 people. Imagine what Facebook is going to do if that's the case. So meta great one, uh, but the, the seven declined yesterday it was announced that NASDAQ 100 will be doing a special rebalancing to reduce the weightings of these seven. It will happen on July 24th. Currently, those seven, just those seven, uh, doesn't, include, doesn't include Netflix, they make up 55% of the NASDAQ 100. Uh, the weightage uh, change will reduce it to just below 50. Uh, it means that all of those ETFs, uh, your QQQ, you, um, you know, anything that has uh, the, the, the NASDAQ 100, <clears throat> they need to basically reduce their weight and they'll need to sell these seven stocks. So it could mean that from now until July 24th, you start to see the, a little bit of pressure on Microsoft, uh, which announced some layoffs yesterday. You can see the algorithm got you out. Uh, let's just go over the great the great eight. I mean, I put them in the newsletter, but already that that stuff is dated. Uh, Apple, you've lost your confirmation. You're not out as far as the algorithm goes. I'd probably, if you're trading this one, if you're trading this one, I would probably take some profits here. Um, I will be doing some trimming, and when I say trimming, I'm going to be selling shares that have an average sale price. Um, average purchase price of around two to three dollars. So when I say trimming, I'm making a just a hey, I'm going to take a lot of profit on these. Uh, I'm going to make sure by the end of the year that I don't pay capital gains because uh, I will be low income, but that's a tax strategy. But Apple, I think you're getting that button hook. I think you're going to probably come back to the one, high 170s, um, maybe low 180s. I think that's the best guess is where you pull back to at some point in time between now and September. That's my best guess at this one. I just can't see it continuing up. Um, the iPhone 15 is coming out. The announcement typically is met with a lot of run-up to it and then a lot of disappointment once they announce that, hey, we haven't really done anything. Um, so I, I think that one you can, you can probably get rid of. Like I said, Amazon, I, I think 127, I think you're perfectly fine getting it. Uh, Google, <clears throat> we buy G-O-O-G because G-O-G-L has the voting rights, but it means nothing because Sergey and uh, Larry have so much, uh, so many shares. This one got you out with a 2% loss. I say anything under 120, I think you're fine in Google. Um, Meta, we talked about. This one's up even in pre-market right now. Uh, look at that run. I mean, it just created this gap. It's not coming back down to this gap. You're going to be lucky to get this under 300. I hold it in ETFs. I don't hold it outright. I probably should, um, but it's just been a juggernaut. Year of efficiency, when their earnings come up on July 26th, you're going to see them just blow things out of the water. Uh, Microsoft, uh, this, the algorithm got you out, like we said. Just probably coming back to 320 level, I, I would guess, if it breaks down off of this volume gap. If it breaks 330, um, $330 right now in pre market, it's at 332. I think if it breaks that 330 mark and holds for a significant amount of time, you're just creating a support level right there. Talked about Netflix, it's at 440.24. 
Um, I bought it yesterday at 439 and change. Uh, NVIDIA, I don't know that you're getting back down here to these levels. This was a support level. This was the low of that day that it created that gap. You kind of used it as support and then you just catapulted higher. I think you're capitulating. I think you're putting in support here at 420. I think anything under 420, I think you can pull the pull the uh, pull the ripcord on that one and buy it. Um, and then Tesla, uh, Tesla. I mean, it's coming. It's turning around. It, it's probably going to come back down to this gap. Their earnings are coming up on July 19th. Who knows what to expect? They're essentially this uh, this jump up here was from deliveries on July 3rd. It was when they announced deliveries, really good deliveries. Is that going to kill the margins? I mean, you're hearing a lot about, you know, car inventory going up. So did these guys just, um, you know, blow it out of the water on, on deliveries uh, to give up margin? Who knows? But there's your stocks. I mean, those are the big ones. Um, that's it. So let's look at, uh, let me make sure I went over them. Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, NVIDIA, Meta. Yep, all seven. And we looked at Netflix. Uh, XLE. Uh, there is a lot of talk. With OPEC and Russia cutting output, uh, our oil price is going up. This one's been hovering around here. You can see 79.80 was the buy-in. This was on July 29th. Um, you're at 81. You have confirmation. It's still going fine. Uh, the, the RSI is at 56. It's in no man's land. I tend to think that you're probably fine. There are a couple of stocks that I buy. Pioneer Natural Resources, I buy under 200. It has a nice 11% dividend. I did the math earlier. We've gotten 5% dividend through the first part of the year. So uh, I think you're good on that one. Um, here is Pioneer, uh, and we'll look at the year-to-date. Pioneer is down 3% year-to-date, but I've been adding in under 200. So I'm probably not down 3%. XLE, down 3%. Uh, XOM, which is Exxon, is down 1%. The big loser has been Devon. And I think Devon under 50 is a good buy. It should start to rise again. But uh, Devon isn't tied to oil prices the way that Pioneer uh, and Exxon are. So in my mind, there's a couple of plays here. I wrote them down. And we can look at one of the other things that I wanted to show you was OIH. Um, this one went nuts a little bit. Uh, just on June 28th, uh, a buy here at 278. You're at 310. This is the Vanek Oil Services ETF. So all of a sudden, oil has gotten some love. This, this RSI is at 76. It's overbought. Uh, I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one, but there are others uh, in our energy space that, are, um, that have their, uh, their uh, you know, they're below the 200-day. Look at Exxon. Uh, look at COP. COP right on there. Just had to cross up the other day. You can see Devon well under the 200-day. If we look at a long-term on Devon, it's still positive. Um, from a long-term perspective, you're over the 200-day, and you haven't been over the 200-day in energy in a long time. Um, so Devon probably still has some downside to go if energy continues to decline. Occidental Petroleum, you're under your 200-day. If you think Warren Buffett has made a mistake, and it isn't buying the right thing. I mean, he's been buying this all the way down. Um, I, I tend to believe in him. Uh, Chevron, CVX, this is under the 200-day. You're out as far as the algorithm goes. I would urge you to go through this list on, um, on TrendSpider and, and look at some things here. We talked about LNG, liquid natural gas. This is Chenier Energy. Had a buy-in here at 141. You're going to get up to this, this gap at some point in time between now and the winter because they're going to uh, start delivering more natural gas to Europe. And they just signed a contract with China, and that's why you're seeing this one. They're going to start delivering uh, natural gas over there. Schlumberger, uh, this one, huge move here. 48.77, this doesn't move like this. 48.77, and, and you're up at 53 within a week. Within a week. So your earnings are coming up July 20th. I think they announced great earnings again. Uh, Shell, look, it's just above the 200-day. Uh, your UCO, it just is at the, it's using the 200-day as its resistance level at 25 here. You had a buy-in here at 23. You made your 10%. So 
Uh, oil and energy, you know, cord. We can look at cord. Look at this one. <clears throat> I mean, this one has been just been a monster. 131 back in March, and you're at 156. Um, you know, oil is still going fairly well. It's not doom and gloom. Uh, rig is one that I brought up here, down here at 6. Um, and I said, hey, this is probably going to 10 uh, here. Your boy didn't, didn't put money on it, but, you know, hey. Uh, but if you did, you're doing really well. 622, 633 was the buy. Uh, or, yeah, I can't read it, but 633, I think. Um, you've still got confirmation, and this one's going well. And all this does is transport oil. They have no exposure to oil per se. All they do is transport oil. So their earnings are coming up July 31st. Jim Labenthal likes this one. I think it's a good pick. Um, I probably should have been in it. I'm not in it, but I like it. Uh, let's talk about some of the winners yesterday. DKNG, uh, DraftKings. Your boy got out of this in, in uh, I think, December <clears throat> with a pretty good loss. Uh, I should have held it because, obviously, it's just a monster. 2573 was the buy-in here. We brought it up. It's moved again. I mean, it, it's just, it, it defies all logic to me. This is kind of the, uh, the Tesla of, of sports betting. Uh, they're losing $1.7, $1.3 billion. They have a market cap of $12.62. Um, they have $2 and, or I'm sorry, $3.49 of cash on hand. Um, the average price target is $29. you are trading at $28. No reason to get in other than, you know, hey, it's, it's, I think it's probably on its way down. Um, uh, another one, Rivian. I, I've said this, and, and I think you're going to be fine in Rivian. Uh, in pre-market, you're down 2% to 24. I think this 20, probably 21 to 22 level, there's a gap right here, 21.77 to 22.41. I think that's a pretty good price target to come back to and maybe buy. Rivian is not, even though it's overvalued, it is not going bankrupt. They are increasing deliveries. That last quarter was killer. Uh, I am seeing more Rivian vans from Amazon here in New Jersey. Uh, it's really, really good. An opportunity that I see, uh, and Evercore, I think, was the one that upgraded them today, uh, but is Uber. Now, Uber just got you out with a 5% gain. Again, under 40. Under 40 buy, I think, is good. But you're trading right now at 42.33. I think as you get, if you wanted to buy this one today, even though the algorithm says no, I think you're good. Look at that MACD kind of crossing down and moving downward. Your RSI is in no man's land at 43. Uh, I do think if you get to this VWAP at about $40.81, I think anything in the upper 40s, I think you're good on this one. The danger that you have with Uber is if they come out, their next earnings are uh, July 31st. <clears throat> and if they come out with a positive cash flow, um, then you're screwed. I mean, it's just too late to get in. The target price is 50. Um, and we can look at it. There's, there's the, I was talking about it yesterday. Dara Kashikawi. Uh, I think that's Kashikan, Connie. Uh, that's, I think that's how you sell. Sold $4 million worth of shares at 45. I think that's where you go back to. I mean, he's selling it at 45, not because it's overvalued. He's selling it because, you know, hey, right now it's not a bad, bad place to be. Probably need, you know, 4 million bucks. Guy probably needs a pool in his backyard and his uh, house in uh, Tuscany. That's probably what it is. It's not much for that guy. So, uh, but Uber, I do think is an opportunity. We talked about it a lot too. Another opportunity that I really liked um, that's currently still running is Pinterest. And see, it's covered the gap. We talked about it covering that gap back up to 27 when it was down here at 21. We talked about it. Elliott Management's in this one. Uh, it was a good one. Earnings coming up July 31st. Later this month, you've got a lot of earnings that are coming up. Um, but those are the ones that I wanted to look at. I wanted to point out uh, this, this website, and I will put it in the newsletter, Savvy Trader, SavvyTrader.com. I have two portfolios. There's an equal balanced core portfolio. So if you ever wondered and you don't have a subscription to um, TrendSpider and you wondered what's in the core portfolio when I talk about it a lot, this is it. it I just bought 100 shares of each one uh, back a, a, few, a few weeks ago. And I put it in this. 
And, um, you know, so far it's not doing horribly. Number one position is Costco because it was up at 500 bucks. Um, and so that's the most expensive The the least is Cleveland cliffs. I bought a hundred shares of that at 1644. It's just based on the share price It's equal weighted. Um, but the big one that I want to point out to you guys is the, the daily stock pick trading portfolio. And that's this one, because this is what I buy. This is where I buy and hold. I talked to the paid subscribers about a trading journal. This is a trading journal. This allows you to put in notes about why you bought, why you sold. And you can basically go back there and, and, and look back, you know, a year, a month, whatever you want. This Savvy Trader AI actually generates a historical analysis for you as well. It's super, super interesting. Sign up, follow my portfolio. You'll get daily alerts. If I do buy something, I think it sends an, a real-time email out to you. Uh, the only other one that I actually subscribe to is Bradley Freeman. Uh, he's got a great portfolio, great strategy. I really, really like his, uh, his positions. Um, he is rather risky, I would say. Um, it is high growth, but I like all of his notes. Fantastic, fantastic reasons as to why to get in and out. He just took a big, um, uh, what, uh, sold $80,000 worth. Uh, oh, 80%, 80% gain. He sold an 80% gain in Shopify, 80% gain in Shopify. He's not doing, uh, doing options. He's basically do, just doing trade. So I, I think there's three portfolios and I've got all three. Uh, I will look for others, but Savvy Trader, I really like it. And if you ever have had issues with journaling, I think it's a good one to buy, a uh, good one to get into is to just get, get used to putting it in there. Uh, and putting your reasons because you don't want to make the same mistake twice. Um, I'm going to put a couple of notes in the newsletter about some China stocks. Uh, Fisker was rallying on news of a $340 million convertible note debt. Uh, Carvana rose. I'll put some notes in the newsletter. There's also a chart that I'm going to put in the newsletter and it's interesting. Uh, and I found this, I, I don't know who posted it, but every wall street analysts are bearish on the second half of 2023. Uh, how accurate are the analyst forecasts? And, and this is what's crazy. Every, every single time the wall street analysts were negative on S and P 500 second half of the return year returns, the market delivered the following gains. And I'll put this chart, uh, 1999 second half up 7%. 2019, second half, up 9.8%. Uh, 2020, second half, up 21%. That was the COVID year. 2021, uh, second half, they were bearish, up 10.9%. 2022, we know what happened. They were bearish. It continued to go down. Uh, but remember, um, 2023, we were way up. They're bearish. What's going to happen the second half if, if 1999, 2019, 20, and 21 are any indications? Maybe we're looking at a good one. Uh, I will post this also in the newsletter. This is Google, and this is a gap. Um, uh, Google closes below its 50-day SMA today for the first time in nearly four months. Below with 115, we have a gap to fill. So if we go back here to GOOG. And I'm going to get an interactive map. And I'm going to go back to the daily. And you're going to see that gap. A little bit different looking on mine. But that gap is between 115 and 113. You have no volume shelf whatsoever that has seems to have been built up between 117 and 109. But I would argue that once that gap gets touched, it provides some sort. The VWAP is right there at 112. It provides some support level. Uh, now, their earnings are coming up July 25th. I don't think you should wait to get into this one uh, until it touches that gap. There is not a lot of difference between 113 and 116. Uh, if you want to buy a little bit here, and then if it continues to go down, you buy a little bit more, I guarantee you you're getting up to 130 again at some point in time this year, if not next year. This is not a stock that is going to lose everything. Buy a little bit. If you want to trade it, be a little bit more careful and have your st stop losses tighter. But I will tell you that I think in the, the, the August, September timeframe, 
you get a little bit more sketchy, a little bit more dangerous in buying into this. But if you want to buy for the long term, I think you're fine. Uh, I will post that chart. That is care of uh, Trendspider. One that Sherry brought up yesterday, and I think she, she messaged me later in the day that she bought it. A cake. This is the Cheesecake Factory. Um, and I was on air yesterday on, on YouTube talking about it. I, I invested in uh, Ruth Chris, and I got out of Ruth Chris with a huge gain. Ruth Chris was taken over by Darden Restaurants, um, so the stock doesn't exist anymore. These guys, it, they've been beaten down. Um, and you see the 200 days moving negative. Their earnings are coming up July 26th. I don't eat at Cheesecake Factory. Uh, the last time I even ate at a Cheesecake Factory, I think was probably in the 90s. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember is I couldn't move after getting out of Cheesecake Factory. It's huge. You know, your boy's not too big. So I, I think I'd roll in there, probably get a salad. Um, but it's just using the 200 day and it's crossed the 200 day, which is bullish. The algorithm has you buying in at 3421. You're only at 3517. Um, the RSI is a little bit extended at 60, uh, but the MACD did just cross up here at 3421. You're kind of putting in a, a, a little bit of a capitulation here before earnings. Um, again, we don't know what earnings are going to be like, but earnings weren't good the last time earnings weren't good here. So obviously the stock reacted, uh, the volume's actually trending down. I'd be a little bit careful of this one. I don't think it's a bad play because I do think 34 right now, you're at 3517, 3417, 3412 is the VWAP. So your volume weighted average price is right there. So I think you're fine. Uh, I would be concerned about the 200 day moving down negative, but here's the thing. As that 200 day moves down negative, the 50 days actually moving positive, which forces a golden cross um, in, that, in that stock. What happened the last time we had a golden cross? Here. You went from 32 to 40. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's a pretty good indication. I mean, here's the weekly. You're just under the 200-day. You know, the, the majority of time uh, has been spent uh, kind of that's COVID back there that you see that huge loss, but see, it hugs the 200 day, just kind of, you know, up until 2015, it was over the 200 day, 2017 kind of goes down over the 200 day. Then you had, you just slide right there. COVID killed it, but then it came back strong. Then you kind of lost it from 2021 all the way to July, 2022. Now you're just kind of in this no man's land. So cake, I like it. Just be a little bit careful. Mark from Spotify. Oh, you know what? Before, let's put in Mullen for Joe. Mullen is one that I think you should be probably keeping an eye on. Um, I don't like it. I think their CEO is a carnival barker. It is not a long-term play. But absolutely 100%, around 20 cents, it's been capitulating right here. Um, you know, it went all the way up. Uh, on July 6th, when we came back, it went to 32 cents. So it's kind of interesting here. I, I, I kind of like it. Look at the volume. I mean, the volume's picked up in this one. Uh, the RSI is at 46. The uh, MACD's right on that line. Their earnings are coming up August 7th. These guys are hype rally guys. I don't know. I, I mean, again, they, they announced a buyback. It was nothing. They announced an investigation into short selling. It was nothing. It's all hype. So I, I, Joe, I'd probably, Joe's been doing pretty well in this one. You know, think about it. Yesterday, it was trading at like 19 cents, jumped up to 22. It's over a 10% gain. So if you can manage the, the, the positions correctly and kind of scalp it, I, I think you can make some pretty decent money on that one. Just be aware, rug pulls happen. I mean, look at that rug pull right there from $5 down to 20 cents. They're getting delisted, blah, blah, blah. Um, Mark from Spotify, can you go over GLD at least on Mondays and or Fridays? I believe lots of everyday listeners do play gold and silver. Uh, thanks in advance. Great news on your dog. Yeah. Penny is fine. By the way, crackhead is, uh, going nuts. I'm not a big fan of the metals and I'll tell you why I'm not a big fan of the metals. Um, it's a, I think it's a flight to safety, uh, most times, uh, now 
you look at that 2017 to 2022, uh, this has basically been, you know, when you print money with the U.S., this is the flight to safety that you see. And you see it here from 120 up to 176. Uh, I just think uh, this is the housing crisis that you see right there. And I guess we can't go back. Let's go monthly. Um, we'll go monthly. Because you can see the 200-day is just starting there. You've got a cap here of 190. I mean, 200 seems to be where it just tops out. So at 178, am I interested? Eh, not really. I mean, you know, again, if you want to drill down on the four hour and look at this one, it's not a great one to trade because it doesn't have hyper, hyper vo uh, volatility. You're trading, you're in at 176, 178.36. You got a gap up here at 180. Again, I, I've always viewed this as a flight to safety, Mark. I've never viewed this as more of an investment. It's just, hey, if you think we're going into hyperinflation, if you think we're going back to the 1970s, and we can take this back to, let's, let's look at a monthly, and let's see if we can get back to the 70s on this one. I don't think it's going to take us back. to the, No, there's no more data. Um, GLD might just not have existed back then. Yeah, I don't think it's existed back then. But if you look back at the hyperinflation stuff, gold rose because people fl fled to safety. Uh, Evan on Facebook wants me to go to GWW. Uh, but again, the metals, I think you can uh, absolutely invest in them. I don't think they're horrible. But again, I've always viewed them as a flight to safety, not something necessarily that you want to invest in. Um, my personal preference, and again, don't listen to a douche on the internet because I may be completely wrong in this, but my preference would be, uh, rather than me invest in metals kind of like that, I'd rather invest in a bond. Um, you know, I'm guaranteed a certain percentage gain. Um, you know, the, the actual asset may go up or down, but I am actually, my flight to safety would be a bond uh, if I were absolutely worried about stuff. Evan wants me to go over gold, uh, Granger, GWW, and I think I did this with Cintas the other day. Um, it was a buy here at 670 <laughs> and all of a sudden you're at, at 800. I mean, this has just been a, that's June 2nd. I mean, that's one month you've gone up. I don't even know what happened, but it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal move. Um, let's see. The PE is 24. It's a bit extended. Um, market cap. Let's see. Let's look at the, the PEs of industrial distributions um we're gonna look at the top pe's 65 where's gww there they are seven so it's up there in not the top range but it's close um from a pe perspective i don't know that i'd uh i'd i'd, I'd worry about that too much because listen Tesla's extended and that some um, year to date you're up 43 percent one year you're up 68 percent you are at all time 52 week highs. So 797, you're trading at 798, you're at 52 week highs. Um, uh, 52 week low, you're 80% above it. So the average uh, target price is 731. I'd be careful. I mean, honestly, it, it's, it's one of those companies that I know nothing about. Their earnings are coming up on July 26th. Uh, let's say it's 26th or 27th. Um, uh, 27th in pre-market. So I'd be a little bit careful at, at these extended. You can see right here, if I bring this in a little bit, um, we still have confirmation. Um, so you're above that nine day. Uh, the Bollinger Bands are kind of sinking up a little bit. Um, that 50 day is moving. It's used the 200 day as its uh, bounce support. So I, I don't think you're in danger of getting back to this 623 unless something happens. But it's clear the market loves this. I know nothing about the news, but Evan, if you're in that one, great. Um, Sam from Facebook, would you mind going over PAGP? Let me look at PAGP. I don't even know what this is. Plains GP Holdings. Um, Sam says, I've been playing around looking at potential breakouts on Finviz. Kudos to you, Sam. And this one kind of looks interesting. Not sure if it's not uh, if it's got enough upside left. Uh, let's see, PAGP. It does look like it's above its 200 day, which is pretty good. 
Uh, it's trading at 15.16. Let's look at long term. It looks like you might have missed that run. But if we look at long term, you just got that golden cross here at 12. Um, now, if we go back here, it's kind of, it's crossed that 200 day. So this could be a move positive back to the 23 level. But let's see what they do. Um, this is an energy. Yeah. Uh, year to date up 21%. Um, average target price 1627. You're trading at 1516, so it's not horribly. Your 52 week high was 1520, so you're right up there about 52 week highs. Raymond James upgrade uh, to $17. Um, let's look at insiders. Insiders are buying at 1325, so you're providing that support level at about 13 bucks. So if you buy here at 15, you're kind of hoping that you get back to pre-COVID levels, I think, of 18, 19 bucks. Um, let me see their description. I think they're oil and gas. Uh, Plain Americas owns, operates midstream energy infrastructure in the United States and Canada. Two segments, crude oil and natural gas liquids. I think both are on the rise. I think you're fine. I mean, the PE is a little bit ex extended, but if these guys continue, I mean, you got a 7% dividend. All looks good. I don't know that I necessarily feel comfortable buying at 52-week highs. But if you're looking at all time, I mean, and, and energy is starting to come back, these guys may have just pulled a little bit forward. But you're above that 200-day. You're 50 days moving positive. Um, I'd just be a little bit worried in the short term because that's a, a huge uh, move up. A huge move up from 14 uh, just, what, a week ago? to 1516 in the energy space while oil has been going, you know, not performing well, I should say, but Sam, I like it. Uh, Carl on YouTube asked about AT&T. Uh, I told him, Carl that I'm not a huge fan of AT&T. My dad worked for AT&T. And the reason I'm not a huge fan, we'll start this backwards. Um, we will start with a monthly look because AT&T, you need to understand how bad this stock has been. Um, over the life of the, the actual stock. Now you can see, here's the dot bomb. Um, this is 2000s. It was up here at 41. Uh, and you took the trip back down to, to 16, $18, somewhere in that neighborhood. And you spent the mid 2000s in, in that range. And you rode it all the way up in the late 2000, 2007 to 31 before the housing crisis just crashed you. Uh, and the housing crisis brought you back down to 19. And then from 2010 uh, until 2016, wasn't a horrible ride. You got to th uh, 232 in 2016. And then you just kind of crashed down here until 2018, where you kind of got a bump up. Uh, and you went from about 23 to 25. And now we're talking, what? what is this? Almost 40, 30? 30, 40 years, somewhere in that neighborhood. Now, let's go to a four-hour chart. Uh, well, well, you know what? We'll go to a weekly chart because the weekly chart still looks bad. Uh, 50 days moving down, 9 and 21 are moving down, 200's moving down. No reason to look at this one uh, because, again, we went long-term and it's going down. Let's look at the four-hour now. If we look at the four-hour, and we see, do we have an opportunity to actually get into this one uh, while it's rising? Uh, it, in my mind, this is a trade. Absolutely 100 a trade. Um, I, I don't think, you'd be lucky to get back up here to 18, I think. Here's what you have to know about AT&T. It is a cost uh, expensive business. So while you're charging consumers less for the product, because let's be honest, whose uh, cell phone bills are going up? If your cell phone bills are going up, you know what you should do? Go over here to my link tree and click on Visible. Um, Visible is through Verizon, but you get $20 off your first month, uh, which makes your first month $5. Now, there ain't nobody that I know whose uh, cell phone is going up. This is a race to the bottom as far as the uh, revenues go. Uh, as far as the cost goes, it's going up. So your costs are going up, but your revenues are going down. That's a, a disaster for a business. They have a 7% dividend that is in danger the second they get rid of that dividend, 7.27%. 
then they lose that their entire stock price because people will be selling it. So AT&T, I don't, you could buy it as far as a trade goes. The four hour algorithm has you out. Uh, the RSI is at 33. Uh, their earnings are coming up July 25th. I just don't think it's a great, great investment, Sam. Or, or I'm sorry, Carl. Trevor on Facebook, Gary, do you think it's a good time to get into cat medium to long term? Cat's one of the Dow's. Ironically, that'll lead us into the scans. Cat uh, got a secondary cross up here, and when I talk about cross ups, I'm talking about entries into the uh, the the algorithm. So this entry at 225 right here, uh, back on June 2nd, it got another entry. You just don't see it because it never got you out. So you're crossing this this top at 251. I don't think it's a horrible time to get in long term. Now here's what you have to know: 270. It is kind of your top. That's the top. It's expensive. Um, the time to get into this was when it got down to 200. So your boy has been adding on this one uh, fractional shares. I mean, we're talking not 200 because it's in my um, my Weeble account. And, and I started a position. I was just dollar cost averaging it down. Uh, I'm not even close. I think I bought at like 260 something. So I might be close, but the fractional shares were just, you know, uh, fractional buys. But CAT, I don't think it's a bad time to get into CAT anytime. Um, the only reason I think that you stay out of it is because it's gotten close to the 52-week high, which is 266. You're 6% off there. So if it's long-term, I think you're fine. Uh, farm and heavy construction, you got... Uh, uh, farming is going to pick up here in, in the southern half of the, the U.S., uh, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, for the summer. Um, so you've got your expenditures, you've got your, um, uh, all of your uh, infrastructure stuff that, that has Caterpillar stuff in it. It's heavy construction machinery. So you're going to have a buying spree on this one. You're up year-to-date 3%. Performance over one year is 38%. You shouldn't have a one-year gain of 38% in a, this big of a... Uh, a stock, but you do. So I don't think it's a bad time to get in. I just think, you know, if you want to buy and hold it for 10 years, I think you're fine, Trevor. But if you want to hold it for the next two months, I think you wait till it gets back under the 200 day, to be honest, on the daily, because it will get back under the 200 day on the daily. Uh, make no mistake about it. That golden cross may push it to, to even higher highs. But if you're looking for a medium term one, eh, I don't know. It's not great. Uh, let's look at some of the scans. One that I hold in the Savvy Trader portfolio is PayPal in the trading portfolio right there. I bought in at somewhere in the neighborhood of 67. You are way up today. Uh, you're up 1%. It's over 70. It's covering this gap. Is it too late to get in? Absolutely not. I bought close to, I think, 67. I missed that $60 price target. That price buy-in there was legendary. I think you're coming up to fill this gap. 7055 is where it's at right now. Uh, you can buy it. Etsy is one that I hold in my portfolio. It's not one that I completely suggest. I use Etsy. Got to buy in here at 8583. I use it to buy gifts for people. I like it. So it, it's small business, but it was a pandemic favorite. If you go and look at it weekly of this one, you'll see. Right when the pandemic started to, hey, pandemic stocks suck, boom, you dropped. I didn't get rid of it. Uh, I'm going to dollar cost my average way up. It's under the 200 day. Just understand the business is expensive. And that's where they're getting uh, killed is the cost of it. Uh, CRM is uh, Salesforce. Mark Benihoff sold a bunch of stocks, I think a few weeks ago or something. Has another buy in here at 212. Anywhere between 200 and 210, I think that's, that's probably where you're buying it. Here's the thing. August 23rd is their next earnings. Uh, the last earnings wasn't so great. Your 200 days still moving positive. I think you're fine on this one. Goldman Sachs, I think you're coming up on their earnings. Uh, you're under the 200 day. Uh, earnings July 18th. Uh, I think it's aftermarket or is it pre-market? Let's say um, pre-market. July 19th, pre-market July 19th, 317.85. It's trading below that at 317.45. Uh, if you look at Goldman Sachs, here's what you have to know. Goldman Sachs, you always want to buy a bank around book value. That's 308.15. 
Now, the last time we, we had it down here at 308, somewhere in this neighborhood, you went up to the 340 level. And I said, buy this under, uh, under 300 and you'll be fine. Buy this at 316, I think you'll be okay. Goldman Sachs is a business that isn't going anywhere. Uh, we had some uh, levered e uh, ETFs, UMDD, which is the ultra mid cap 400. This one's been on a run. I mean, we were talking about it here down at 16, you're at 20. That, that's a huge, huge move in that one. HIBL, uh, I traded the HIBS because I thought we were done going up. HIBL had a cross up here at 37.63. You're at 39.55, HIBL. Um, URTY, this is a ultra pro of the Russell 2000. If you know the Russell 2000, let's, let's look at the Russell 2000 because it's going to play catch up and it's been playing catch up for the last month. If we just do a chart here and we do it against the QQQ and we do it against SPY and we do uh, it against DJ, uh, I, b -b -b DIA, I think it is. Uh, there it is. And we'll just do that. And we do it over one month. Look at IWM. QQQ obviously is going to kill it. SPY, killing it. IWM has some catch-up to play. And look at that last, if we just look at the last five days, look at IWM against the other ones. It's coming back. URTY is a place to play that one. Uh, and it's levered. Ultra Pro. Uh, $41.99. You're trading at $42.04. Uh, we had a bunch of ARK stuff. TARK, which is a two times levered against ARKK. That one has a secondary cross up here. It's kind of been playing around up there. It's a little bit ARKG. Uh, we had a cross up here at 3481. 3481 ARKF. If you don't know anything about financials, ARKF. We had a cross up here, secondary cross up. $20.86 was the first cross up. ARKF. ARKW. This is my favorite ARK fund. Uh, I found this one way back in 2016 um, because they were uh, getting uh, Bitcoin in this one, GBTC, and they were trading it as part of the ETF. So $48.82 was the original buy. Look at that. That was on May 5th. You got all the way up to $61. Fantastic return on ARKW. It's not stretched because here, if you look at this one from a weekly perspective, Look at how far down that is. It hasn't even reached the 200-day. Your 50-day is starting to turn positive. Your, your Bollinger Bands are just starting to expand. Now, if we pull this back here to its highs, you still have a ton of people holding up here at 150. The majority of people are holding here down, down here. But uh, the, the granddaddy of all ARCs, ARKK, had a cross-up as well. Uh, and this one, $44 was the buy-in, you're at $45.91. So another one that I wanted to include as far as opportunities is when. Um, we talked about DraftKings. When is under the 200-day at 107.11? Uh, they have earnings coming up on August 8th. I think they're going to kill it. Now, if you look at a long term of this one, uh, this one has been killing it. You're above the 200-day. When's the last time you went above the 200-day? It was back in March 2021, and you just went down from there. Uh, this is a good trade. I think you may see it pop on earnings. That's the way I would play it. Uh, Rocket Mortgage. Uh, I've talked about this one. 933 is the buy-in. I've talked about this one at $8 um, back in May, at the end of May. And I said, hey, housing is still strong. Look at that. Got you out with a 6% gain, you easily got your 10%. 933, if you look at this one from a long-term perspective, it's just been a dead horse. It's kind of capitulating here. I think you can play this one to be an $11 stock uh, at, at some point in time. We talked about cat. Starbucks is under 100. Um, this is one, I think it's putting in that, that, that level right there at 97, 99.15. I think you're going to come up back up here and fill this gap. Um, their earnings are coming up on August 1st. I would look for China to be a little bit of a lag on this stock, and that's going to be the big one. BLK, BlackRock. Uh, I think uh, Brian asked me about BlackRock yesterday. Um, I like BlackRock. I mean, BlackRock has been, it's, it's kind of the uh, commercial 
real estate is going to kill them. Uh, but it's brought them back down to the 200 day. When's the last time you were at the 200 day? Um, 2018, uh, COVID. Uh, you don't get a chance to really buy this one at the 200 day historically. So I, I think if you want to get in, it's $701. The all time highs are around $1,000. So you got 30% upside. I think you're still fine on that one. So um, to, to round it off, uh, Sherry is telling me she got out of Fubo yesterday because that was her plan. But Fubo is up. Uh, it went up. I guess it went to 263, but it's down down there again at 249. So uh, if you have any questions, you can contact me on any of the socials. Go to my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R uh, dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. You see it on your screen right now. You can get 25%. All the charts that I just showed you, they're in Trend Spider. 25% off DSP25. It gets you all my algorithms. Essentially, the way that it works is uh, you sign up for Trend Spider using my link. Uh, I see you on my program. You need to be on my program in order to get all the updates. So when I change things, you'll actually get the updates. Uh, you need to be on my program. Uh, and once you get confirmed, set up, send me an email. And the email's right over here. You can send me a Facebook email. You can send me a Twitter DM, whatever you want. Um, just get, you know, send me something that you signed up for TrendSpider and you'd like my welcome letter. And I send you the welcome letter. Has all the links. It's plug and play. That's the benefit of signing up through me versus signing up through TrendSpider. TrendSpider, it's a blank slate. You have to build it yourself. I give you the tools. Uh, we talked about visible. Uh, anything more than $25 a month, you're crazy spending that on your phone bill, uh, get visible through Verizon. And third, Webull. If you don't have a brokerage, I suggest Webull. The reason I suggest Webull is A, their mobile app. I think it's actually better than Fidelity. Uh, I have my issues with Fidelity that I bring up with them all the time on their mobile app. Uh, second reason is their Monday morning um, uh, getting you ready for the week kind of just summary is great. And the third reason, when you sign up, you just click on this link it gives you stocks. I got a bunch of free stocks uh, when I signed up. I only put in $1,000. So I've got $1,000 in there today. Uh, I just bought TQQQ in there today. Um, or I'm sorry, yesterday. Uh, let me see. Hold on one second. Um, uh, let me see. I am. My neighbor's texting me. Uh, 1151. So I'm up 1% on TQQQ. Sweet. So uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. But there you go. I will not be on tomorrow. Sign up for the newsletter. The newsletter is right here. And remember, Savvy Trader, S A V V Y T R A D E R. It's a great tool. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. See ya.